Welcome to Data Doyen. I'm Dr. Pauline Hoffman. I'm your podcast hostess. I'm joined by my producer, Mr. Bryce Murphy. Good afternoon. Bryce also wrote and recorded the podcast music. This podcast is for the data nerd and the data nervous. Welcome back to all of our listeners. And I know we attracted probably more people last week because it's spooktober and everybody likes to be scared. Tis the season. Tis the season to be to get the crap scared out of you. This is the time when we can when people are more open to talking about stuff like that and we can reel them in. We can. <laughs> which is what we're going to do cuz people are going to be interested in this. This week we're talking about cryptids. And you might be saying what is a cryptid? Although if you're listening to this you're probably not saying that. But there's an entire group of people who study this, cryptozoologists who study cryptids, and cryptids are essentially creatures whose existence has yet to be or cannot entirely be proven. Wow. So essentially unexplained creatures, I guess. Now, what I thought was interesting, I thought, I'm going to find some examples of cryptids. So where, where are the common cryptids or what are common cryptids in the world? So I found an article in Forbes magazine, which I thought was funny. Yeah, I'm thinking, is why is for Forbes... That. Are they the richest put, cryptids in the I'm, world? Or? Well, they maybe. I, I, I'm not so sure. I think even just the word cryptid is already like... Like, the word itself is mysterious. And, I mean, like, that's got its own connotation. Because it's not just saying it's a legend or it's a, a mythical creature. It's like... The term itself means that they we don't know if it exists or not. That's basically what it's saying. Exactly. It can't be proven. Like, that's that's pretty heavy. It is. That's pretty cool. It is. And it's interesting, too, because I always thought, gosh, there's this. we have to have explored everything by now. How are, how are this anything still hidden? But I have data about that All coming right. up. Hang on. You sit at the edge of your seat for that. So here are here's this article from Forbes, which I will post on the website. These are the most famous cryptids and where you might find these cryptids. So if you're interested in hunting cryptids, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to phrase that differently. Hunting implies that you're going to kill them. Please don't kill them. I mean, unless it's trying to eat you, I suppose then you're allowed to kill it. But if you're going to hunt, I'm using air quotes, if you're going to go look for them, well, first I'll be careful. I'm not sure that I'd recommend it. But here's where you might go. So apparently, and I'm, I'm going to butcher some of these names, I'm sure, because I didn't look up the pronunciations ahead of time, but it's spelled A-H-O-O-L. It's in Indonesia, so I'm guessing a hool. It's a winged cryptid thought by some to be a giant bat. This is directly from the Forbes article. And some other people think it's a flying primate. That sounds pretty creepy. It does sound creepy, and I wouldn't want to encounter it. Well, a bat is also, you know, it's a mammal, so it's probably not it is. too far off. Like, bats kind of almost look like little puppies sometimes. They do. If you look at them. And they can just, they can attack you the way like a puppy. Like fruit bats can. are kind of cute. They are. I did a painting of a fruit bat a while ago for a friend. Oh, nice. Well, yeah. maybe you should do a painting of an, a hool. Yeah, maybe they, there's probably some cool art out there about it if it's a cryptid and there's the, some legend and lore to it. Maybe I'll, maybe this is going to be a good source of inspiration. Cryptids. There, yes. Maybe, I I'll, think maybe could, I'll sell some cryptid paintings. You could sell some cryptid paintings and I'll tell you where <laughs> later on. All right. I've got information about cryptid art actually or perhaps i do in the uk so stay, tuned. <laughs> stay tuned no it's later on this episode yeah so don't go anywhere get your get your drink or whatever you need to right away um in in the uk apparently they have some big cats so there have been rumors of free roaming big cats prowling the moors huh yeah i didn't never heard of that that yeah. one i hadn't heard of not that i've necessarily heard of this ahul in indonesia of course we've all heard of bigfoot or i think you have yeah. that's in the u.s 
and you can help me with this pronunciation. Chupacabra. The chupacabra. There we which go. Which is similar to a Bigfoot-like creature, I think. It literally translate as goat, translates as goat sucker. It's really gross. So it apparently attacks and drinks the blood of livestock in Central and South America and in Puerto Rico. It's about the size of a small bear. So I guess, I mean, yeah. if you, Bigfoot sometimes... People think they see Bigfoot and it's a bear. it turns out to be a bear. So there you go. In New Jersey, there's the Jersey Devil. And this apparently is a concoction of different body parts from different creatures. So oh, some describe it like a kangaroo with a goat's head, leathery bat wings, horns, clawed hands, small arms, cloven hooves, a forked tail. I wonder if people are seeing this outside of a bar. <laughs> I mean, that was my first yeah. thought when I... When I saw that Loch Ness monster and Loch Ness is not the only lake that has a monster. You know, there Lake Champlain apparently has not allegedly really. has a monster. Um, I have a, a sister who lives out in British Columbia on the Okanagan Lake, and there's Ogopogo is believed to be a relative of Loch Ness of the Loch Ness monster. In fact, some people believe that it is actually the Loch Ness monster that travels underground oh. from Scotland to British Columbia. Do you know how far that is? Yeah. No, I don't think that's a thing. <laughs> anyway, now here we go. I'm going to mispronounce this. In Tanzania, it's spelled M-N-G-W-A. Mwa um, is a ferocious nocturnal cat. Mingua. Mingua, that's, perhaps. There you go. That might be how, it. That's how I'm going to try to pronounce there it. There you go. It's the size of a donkey, but has stripes like a tabby. So this is a cryptid. In Congo, Mokele Membe, and I'm probably not pronouncing this one, it's it means the one who stops the flow of rivers is the that literal sounds meaning. Terrifying. It's apparently a giant water dwelling sauropod. What's a sauropod? A water dwelling dinosaur. Oh wow. Yeah, so it's old apparently. In China we have the Yeren, which is the Chinese wild man. It's a reddish semi bipedal creature. And it lives in the mountains, apparently. We should ask Zhao Ning. I'll ask her about this. <laughs> yeah. The Yeti in Nepal is essentially Bigfoot's cousin. They also call it the Abominable Snowman. So we mentioned that cryptids are what? Creatures that we just haven't exactly found right. or explained. Do you want to know? There are seven animals that used to be considered cryptids. Really? And then they found them? They found them. And this is from uh, Indiana University. Is one so. of them a platypus? It is. That's really? the very first one. <laughs> yeah, that one well, seems like it's not real. First, right? well, and that's the thing. I mean, if you if you if you told someone about that's it, what it was. You're like, like oh my god, it's a lays. mammal with a bill and it's got these weird feet. You'd be like, right? Why don't you yeah. go have another beer? Um, <laughs> so this this has an actually a really creepy uh, cryptid graphic that I'll post that I saw on the website too. But apparently. The platypus is one of them. The Komodo dragon in Indonesia was originally a cryptid. The okapi, which is, they call it, it's a forest giraffe. I've actually seen them. They're in, it's a, it's, uh, whenever I think of cryptid too, I guess I always just assume they're going to kill you or they're dangerous. (laughs) This is really like a deer. It's gorgeous. It's really a beautiful animal. I'll see if I can't find one of my pictures to post. Uh, The gorilla was originally considered really? a cryptid because if you think about where they are, I mean, they're pretty hidden. You've got to yeah, really... I mean, and it is like go. kind of a ferocious beast. It could be. Woods. Although that's not... that's not Because the platypus isn't going to kill you, I don't think. Well, no, but the gorilla... Yeah, the gorilla could. Well, he can could. He can Hulk smash you. It could. The giant squid, that was once thought to be a cryptid. <laughs> oh, my God. And there's probably so many in the ocean... Because uh, we haven't, there's so much of the ocean that's unexplored or that's unexplorable even for 
That would be a nice Equipment. segue into yes. it. I have that. I have data. There we go. And then here, I'm going to mispronounce this. Oh, my goodness. This is an animal in um, western Papua New Guinea. It's a tree-dwelling marsupial. It looks really cute. And so I'm going to try this. Bandegezu. All right. The kangaroo was once a cryptid. Yeah, that one. Because there again, if you tried to describe that, that yeah. like it's it has of, arms like a T-Rex, kind of, and it's got a baby in its pouch yeah, and it's hops kinda, around. It's got like a human kind of stance and it can like fight you. Yeah. And then now the, these two weren't on uh, on the website, but I know that people thought the manatee and the narwhal might that might be the reason for the like the mermaid myth okay you know so i'm gonna put them in there as a cryptid even though technically that wasn't on the list so and you you can call me wrong if you like now here's where i was going to talk to you about where you might display your art there's an international cryptozoology museum really it's in portland maine so you can get to it easily so if you want to go visit they have a really interesting website i encourage you to kind of take a look but they do sell things there and i was looking at some of the art and things so if you do cryptozoological art you might have an outlet that would be for fun. people who are interested in yeah. this Good for you. Thank you have you. fun. You have good luck. Good luck with that. <laughs> I'll post state. the link to the website, but you can go visit. And they have allegedly they have some relics and like the Bigfoot footprint that someone got a plaster cast of and things. They've got a bunch of different stuff. Um, now here you were just talking too about uh, gosh things we we haven't explored the ocean. There are probably all kinds of things in the ocean. So National Geographic, which you know is one of my favorites. Uh, I wanted to take a look and see well how many species are there on Earth that we know of. And what we know of is that there are about 1.6 million species that we've identified and described so far. They estimate, though, that there might be as many as 8.7 million species that that we we just haven't... In the ocean. Oh No, this is all over the world. All over the world. So they would be in the ocean. Now, keep... Think about... Um, think about uh, what they would be... Probably insects. I mean, if you think about the insects or even bacteria, because you would include... You know, they would be a species, so you would include those as well. Um, and then uh, more than 450 species were declared extinct in the past 10 years. So then you can also predict, okay, well, how many species are like crypto extinct, if you will, yeah. <laughs> that just we never discovered. Now, we can't really count them, though. It's not like we can go out and necessarily count. So how do people, how do they come up with 8.7 million when they say we've identified 1.6 million but there are 8.7 million total, they think. And that number varies depending on where, you, where you're looking for the information. And they say that what they're t- trying to take a look at is, um, well, actually, there was one guy in the 80s, uh, an American entomologist who studies insects, Terry Irwin. He estimated the number of species by spraying pesticides into the canopy of a rainforest in Panama, and at least 1,200 species of beetle fell to the ground. And that was on one tree. So he put together some formula to predict how many species there were. Wow. Now, his formula is flawed, and I'm not sure I'd recommend going out and spraying a pesticide yeah, to determine. Yeah, it seems kind of unethical to just go it, out into the wild and spray a pesticide. Just Let's see what see we got what here. I'll kill, and then we'll study I know, them. I know. it's that's And that was in the 80s. I don't know that you'd get away with doing that now, although in Panama, uh, maybe. It's disruptive. Maybe. Now, this, this information I got from theconversation.com, and here's why I came upon this site. I love their tagline, academic rigor, journalistic so the articles are very they're based on they they they're based on the research but they they read like an, a news article or something they're very good they're very good so many scientists believe i mean they they think what he did was flawed so what they've done instead is many scientists use a technique 
um, based on each level of biological classification. And I couldn't find any more information to define what that means exactly. Um, they take a look at global biodiversity, um, but then they're also thinking that they're overlooking like bacteria and these microscopic organisms and places that haven't been studied. Like we haven't been not readily and not a lot down at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. So who knows what's down there? So that, uh, that, that makes things a little bit more difficult too. All the places that are unexplored. That's why I have a hard time with things like Bigfoot and things. Cause I think, what has, haven't we explored around here? And then something else that I was reading as well, that we assume that there's just one. Okay, so here's one Bigfoot in Washington State or right, whatever yeah, it might what be. If there's... There have to be more than one. Otherwise, you're going to be <laughs> extinct pretty fast. So. And then, well, the, what also if, is it, like, what is the uh, the lore of Bigfoot? It's, is there is there variation on that of what people believe? Like, is he a, is he 500 years old or is he like a kind of metaphysical? creature that doesn't we don't know and that's the other thing too you'd think something like this and this is what i was reading i think it was in the skeptical inquirer again which we referenced last week that you would think that bigfoot is a mammal loch ness monster is a vertebrate it's got bones yeah so when it dies it has to leave something behind remains and no one's found any. Like, and apparently, and I didn't realize this, they must have, I think they dredged or they, they combed the bottom of Loch Ness and really? found nothing. I mean, they found things, but not yeah, like not, a Loch Ness monster. Not a monster. Yeah. And you'd think you'd find like a Bigfoot skeleton in the woods. I mean, I'll go take a walk in the woods and I might find a deer skeleton having been there right, or yeah. something. So that's something interesting too. Like what's, is, what's coming to mind for me too is like, are aliens included in, in the cryptid category? Is that I talk about aliens. Now, I've not found that people are talking about aliens in the context of cryptids, but I included it. That's weird. We're, <laughs> we're talking about aliens in yeah. a second. We can, we can have that conversation. So I have a little caption here. Should we believe in cryptids? So since 1993, more than 400 new mammals have been identified. And this is from my National Geographic article. Many of them in areas undergoing rapid habitat destruction. So, of course, they were hidden. Right, and now, now they're being displaced. And now we're, we're them. seeing them because they're like, whoa, you took my house. You know, yeah. so... Um, and a recent mathematical model that's been put together, uh, and I should step back a second. So with DNA testing and barcoding, they're able to kind of predict, I guess, and identify different animals, obviously can identify. But this mathematical model predicted that at least 160 land mammal species and 3,050 amphibian species remain to be discovered and described. Oh, and they're predicting that a large number of those species will go extinct before they're ever even discovered necessarily. Wow. So we'll be identifying them from their... How many how, how many mammals or how many other animals don't know about other animals? Like we humans, we're trying to find the, mm-hmm. the taxonomy of the universe and you know keep track of every... It's like right. we're trying to catch them all. It's like Pokemon. We're right. trying to find all the animals that to. exist. Some of them have a question mark or right. they're unknown, haven't been discovered. We don't have the... The information on them in our Pokedex, which no, is no other animals. Database. I don't think they're just thinking. Okay, I need to eat. <laughs> right, they probably only interact. Sleep, with poop, reproduce. The like animals that's what that we have are to in do. their in their system or in their ecosystem probably just avoid predators, eat prey. And my apologies. That information was from the Conversations.com. The next information I have is from Nat Geo, National Geographic. So, 
you know, that correction is there. So, and I wrote stay curious because didn't we talk about yeah, that yeah. with systems theory and so on, that you always want to stay curious. So this was interesting too. And I think I covered some of these, this, um, this woman interviewed a couple of these gentlemen, Daniel Loxton and, da- and Donald Prothero. Um, they just wrote a book, Abominable Science, Origins of the Yeti, Nessie, and Other Famous Cryptids. And they analyzed those, the history of those myths and that point to different clues and things. And they were the ones who suggested, okay, um, you'd find them. You'd find something. You'd find some evidence. You'd find a bone or a skull or you'd find something. Um, and then you also think, too, that they're talking specifically about um, not just Loch Ness, but I mentioned Lake Champlain and Lake George, they were all under a mile of ice 20,000 years ago. This is from an interview they had. So the cryptozoologists never asked this question, though. Well, how did it get there? Like, how is it in this lake? Right. And if these lakes were landlocked... They, you went underground? Well, that's just a theory. <laughs> but think about where Scotland is versus British Columbia. That's a hell of a tunnel. Oh, yeah. That's absurd. Well, no, and that, You'd have to that... go under the Atlantic or the other way around and over the... I mean, come on now. And that, that, that makes me think, like, this might be stretching the, the cryptids and the ghosts, but, like, what if what if the lake is, like, a, a portal and this creature can, can transport between different bodies of water or something like that? It could, maybe. We don't maybe that's know. What we can't track it because we're assuming it moves like... Right. And maybe like when it dies, animals. it dies in this alleged tunnel and leaves its bones there. Right. And there's some big grave... Like under the Atlantic. Yeah, that we listen can't, to us. Listen to us. Access. I then found, and let me see where I found this. This was a huge table. Actually, this is there's a cryptid database, and this database. First of all, it's about the most basic. So this is like the Pokédex. Yeah, got all the Pokemon it. in it. Well, and it also even tells you like where, like it'll tell you where sightings have been, and it gives you some witness information. Interesting. So you can kind of take a look. It's the most basic website. I think some guy did it in about 10 minutes. <laughs> it's not a WordPress site or anything that I can tell, but there was one table because I went in and you can kind of search for things, and it listed the cryptids in the U.S., and these are all the things that have been found. And now these are more than what I mentioned that, was, that were in that Forbes article. So we have the Jersey Devil, but we have Mothman. Have you heard about Mothman? No, I haven't. There's actually a movie, The Mothman Prophecies. Really? Allegedly, if the Mothman shows itself to you, you're going to die or someone close to you will die or something. Yeah. So it's apparently. It is. Yeah. It was real. It's a fabulous movie. (laughs) Sounds like a good movie. But it was based on. I want to say, is it based. I mean, people are seeing this creature. This is in the U.S. So it's apparently a winged bipedal creature with glowing red eyes. That's what people see. Now, I'd probably die if I saw that too. But I mean. (laughs) Um, oh, there's a Lake Erie monster, Bessie. Really? So be careful when you swim in Lake Erie. Bessie it might eat Bessie. you. Yeah. Champ is in uh, Lake Champlain, Chessie. I mean, so what else do we have here? Tahoe. T- so it's almost like every big wow, lake. They just, they just do alliteration. and Has a creature. Well, you've got to be clever with your naming. You can't yeah. just call it anything you want. Um, Fresno Nightcrawler. These are this is the terrifying walking pants is what's oh, written yeah. here. Have I've you heard, seen those though? I've seen yeah depictions or we're gonna talk later because I pulled up some of the names of some of the shows that you can watch that have the cryptids, but also uh, ghosts and spirits and all mm-hmm. kinds of other and aliens. And there was a video that this woman she put her camera outside because her dog every night at a certain time kept going insane, and but she couldn't see anything. So she puts this camera out and she sees these like walking. Sticks essentially is what they were, and apparently they've been documented by Native Americans forever. Oh, really? And if you see them, like you'll never go outside at night again. And they're out west, 
But I am actually afraid when I go to put the chickens away. If it's too dark, I'm like, oh crap! Yeah. What if there's a night? Now I don't know if they yeah, that's if they what hurt I was you. About but too. yeah, like, there's like Native American like the I know like the flying head is one of them where you, there's just like right a human head that's like floating and screaming, and that's that's one of the yeah. I mean, there's the, lizard the, man. The there's right or, oh. or demon or creatures, whatever they are, that's like documented to exist in the woods and yeah. <sighs> Um, which would you like to be true? Like, if you could see one cryptid, if it didn't hurt you, like, if you could see one, which would you like to be true? I think Bigfoot would be cool, because Bigfoot's kind of, he's mysterious, he's not very angry, it's just like this giant furry creature in the woods, it's almost like kind of human, kind of Bigfoot would beast. be cool. Yeah, Bigfoot would be cool. Bigfoot would be like, be cool. wow, Bigfoot exists, and then, like, would he want to be in contact, or would he want to just be in the woods still? I'd kind of like to see a Loch Ness monster kind of thing. Yeah. That'd be cool. Not when I'm in the water, like well, if I'm in you know a boat what would be or sad something. Too is I'm thinking like if 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 one of these was found, that it would be like captured and studied or I know, something. I know. Like if Bigfoot was real, you know that yeah somebody would want to capture it and study it and not just leave him be in the woods. Well, actually, that's interesting. Which is also probably why he would want to come out. Or maybe he doesn't. Maybe he doesn't want all this celebrity attention. Maybe he just wants to exist. He doesn't. He's not interested he in Instagram. He doesn't want He's all these people that are this. trying to follow him. Well, that's interesting. I can't Paparazzi. remember when I was doing the research for this episode, I came upon this site and son of a gun, I wasn't sure that this would come up and I wish I'd written it down. I'll see if I can't find it to put up on the website. But there was someone who was talking about, okay, how do you hunt these cryptids? Like if you want to go, and again, I don't want to say, I mean, I shouldn't say hunt. <laughs> it implies you're killing them. But in this particular case, whoever put this site together was talking about people who are talking about they're being in the woods and they see something they can't identify and they just shoot it. And the guy's like, okay, isn't that one of the first rules of hunting? You just don't shoot something you can't identify, unless it's coming at you. I mean, it was apparently with this guy, it was going the other way. He's like, what if it was a guy wearing like one of those ghillie suits and he just stood up and you're like, oh, Bigfoot, let me shoot you. So, oh, please don't just go start shooting your gun and other weaponry. So now let's talk aliens. And I actually wrote that down. Are they cryptids? (laughs) I don't know. Would you consider it? I mean, it's not. I mean, I by the definition of cryptid, yeah, it's like it's a it's a creature. Well, then some people, well, I guess some people would argue no, right? But it's a creature that we haven't determined whether it exists or not. Exactly, aliens fits that description absolutely. And I agree. I agree. Do you believe in aliens? Yeah, I believe that there's, you know, the universe is infinite, and there's probably other life existing in ways that we can't understand. And I don't think that they're going to look like our cartoon depictions of aliens might be because we're assuming we're giving them human, you know, humanoid like structures or creatures. Thank you. That drives me crazy too. When people are doing things like that, there's not an alien that's just going to be like a foreigner. That's like, how do you do this human thing? Like, right. Not like third rock from the sun. Do you ever see that sitcom? (laughs) I love, Oh my gosh, it's fabulous. Um, I'm going to make you have to go look it up, but the U S government issued a report relatively recently that said it found no evidence of aliens, but acknowledged 143 reports of unidentified aerial phenomena. That's what they're calling it now, instead of unidentified flying objects, because let's be honest, yeah. aerial phenomena makes more sense than yeah. flying object. And this is since 2004 that they just can't explain. And the conversation, which I referenced last week, um, they asked five experts, and these are sci- actual scientists who would study space, um, I think there was like an, a couple astrophysicists and a couple of other uh, folks. 
And four out of the five said, yes, they believe that there's life, but they all had caveats, including the person who said no. They said the universe is essentially what you said. The universe is vast. To assume that there isn't life somewhere else is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. To assume it's going to be human is probably more ridiculous. Um, But they said, could it be like a bacteria or something? Right, some other type of life form that we don't generally right. think of or like a, a fungus or something like right. that. Right. And the one gentleman who said no, he didn't think there was life said, of course, if he had more evidence, he'd change his mind. But right now, based on what he's seen, but also acknowledging the universe is vast. So right. There's who a knows? million things that we haven't discovered. Now, how about alien abductions? That, I don't know. I'm not, I think that's... Uh, yeah, I don't know about that. Well, here, you'll, you'll appreciate I think if this. We're, if, if there were alien abductions, then we would know... Well, here's how you might explain alien abductions. And this was in the um, Journal of American Academic Psychoanalysis. So this is right up your alley here, too. And I copied the abstract from the article. So they're saying that they think that it might be due to sleep paralysis. Okay. Um, It might be um, people who've been hypnotized. If you have a history of being hypnotized, if you have a preoccupation with the paranormal and extraterrestrials anyway, you might be predisposed to these experiences. I use air quotes around experiences. And many of those who frequently report abduction, these alleged alien abductions, they, experience, they have a passing resemblance to like medical surgical procedures. So they're wondering if there's some altered state of consciousness that people are thinking, like they went and had surgery and you know, maybe later on they're like, oh my God, I was abducted by aliens and not putting yeah. two and two together or something. I, yeah, I'm not. I'm not thinking that there are alien abductions. Although there are people who've said they've been abducted. Now let's talk about. This is something I mentioned last week too. I went and did a search for TV shows about the paranormal and cryptids and whatever mm. else. And I don't. Do you watch any of these things? No, not really. Some of them are fabulous fun. I and I don't often go to Wikipedia. I'm not going to lie to you. However. Wikipedia actually had an A to Z, and I can't even tell you the number of them. I only put down a hand. This is only a handful of some of the shows, and guess what? Most of them are on Travel Channel and A and E. Now they're owned by the same group. Um, the Haunting. If you've not watched this, I mean, my favorite ridiculous story. The Haunting is essentially they go through. Um, like, you might have had a haunting in your house that you can't explain or that you weren't sure what to do with, so now you're going to record your story. And it's an hour-long program. There was one. I actually called my sister afterwards, and I said, I want to find these people and smack them because this was so bad. <laughs> but they go into this house. They see this beautiful old house, and they want this house because they think it's their perfect dream home. And the real estate agent takes them in to look. And the whole family that's currently living there is huddled in the living room. They've got their mattresses and everything on the floor. They won't leave the living room. They look like they They've not slept in a hundred years and the family, the, the people wanting to buy the house walk upstairs. All the rooms are like boarded shut. And I mean, they just have a couple boards. It's not like yeah. ceiling to floor to ceiling. And I'm thinking to myself, red flag. Like, why would you buy this house? Well, they thought it was their dream house. They're like, Oh, of course we're going to buy this house. I'm like, um, and it was haunted. if everything is boarded, even if you don't believe, like you've got to think something's weird. Wait. So it was already like that when they went to go buy their dream house. That was what it looked like when they were on tour of the house. <laughs> why would they? Yeah. Thank that... you. <laughs> I mean, I called my sister and I said, I don't even understand what's right. And then of course they're like, Oh, we don't know why this happened. Really? The whole, <laughs> Anyway, so that's me. I, I'm going. I'm going off there. Ghost Adventures, Ghost Hunters, which is now Ghost Nation, the Osbournes want to believe. Did you ever watch 
I mean, Jack Ozzy Osbourne, Osbourne. Yeah, Ozzy his, Osbourne. His and Yeah, Jack Osbourne's <laughs> trying to get him to believe. It's funny because they have to put subtitles for Ozzy because you can't understand a word the man says. Um, Portals to Hell. The Dead Files. That one's actually kind of cool because you have two people. One's allegedly psychic and the other one's a retired police detective. And he does the background research and the history of the place. And the woman, the psychic, goes through and kind of sees what she can and they compare notes after it's interesting then you've got like scariest places on earth and the most terrifying places in america and the most haunted and the most haunted live because why would you just have it recorded and then haunted usa and paranormal caught on camera and they really think that now with the proliferation of i mean essentially your access to video recording equipment and so on you can capture you're seeing more of these alleged hauntings and things so those are just some shows, um, and I, I got to tell you, I mean, I really do. Uh, I, we watch them all the time because they're some fun. Some of them I I can't because I just think you guys, this is ridiculous, yeah. or I don't believe it. I'm like, yeah, I can explain that one. It's clearly you know whatever it might be. So that's what I have for cryptids. So the arse this week because we're coming up on Halloween, and you're probably thinking, what will I wear for my costume, or do you have one planned? I don't yet. I usually I like to do something creative and. I like to be a character for the night in Halloween, you know. Well, very good. This week's arbitrary random stat is about Halloween. So what are the most creative costumes in 2021? This is according to Pop Sugar. So you can do uh, any of the Met Gala looks. So I don't know if you follow. So like you could be Kim K and just put yourself (laughs) in head to toe black pantyhose. Um, The cast of Reservation Dogs. Do you know what that Reser- means? Reservoir Dogs? No, it says Reservation Dogs. Apparently there's some I haven't heard of that show, one. Yeah. I've heard of Reservoir Dogs. Well, no, that's why. And I do- did a double check because I'm like, is this? But it didn't even look like <laughs> the cast of Reservoir Dogs. Apparently Steve from Blue's Clues. Oh, yeah. Okay. He, he, he had a viral video. Now, maybe you know this. I think this is what... Olivia Rodrigo, do you know her? Yeah, Apparently her a, brutal music video, you could dress up I like that. I haven't seen the music video, but I know that she's a pop singer. The, the people from Gossip Girl. You can go as LeBron James from Space Jam. <laughs> Sure. Yeah, all I need is the jersey. That'd be easy. Now, here we go. These are the best Halloween costumes of all time. This is from Good Housekeeping. Uh, the Joker. I did that one last year. That oh, was did fun. you? Yeah, because I Woods. had my long hair. Oh, did you? Oh, well, green. sure. Yeah. You could be Elle Woods from Legally Blonde. The Men in Black. Yeah. Sandy from Grease. Yeah, now, this is, I just listed one. six here, but there are many more. The Spice Girls. I mean, I'm sure that's what you want to do. Edward Scissorhands. That might be way before that's a cool you. One. Oh, do you know? Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm familiar with the icon. And the most common costumes, you can be a vampire. It's not really creative. I could creative. be a vampire. You could be a witch. I mean, really? Let's, you know. A ghost? No. Or a Batman or a cat. I don't know why everybody wants to be a cat. Maybe it's because it's an easy costume. <laughs> yeah, to put that's together, a super easy girl costume. Just Apparently. do cat makeup and wear a leopard print, and that's it. So, what is it? Because I think a lot of people do. They their, their costume is just like a cute outfit with an accessory that makes it a costume. Right. Like the cat outfit, you could just wear leopard print and have the cat makeup and maybe the ears. But I think a lot of them, I think it depends on the, like some people like to go all out and be the character or do something like fun, like kind of more like a stage costume. Right. Some people just want it to be the sexy outfit. There's, yes. there's, there's some people want to do something funny or something scary or a combination oh. of all those things. Do you have a favorite costume that you've done? I really liked doing the Joker last year. It was really fun because I really went all out. I had like a suit and my hair dyed and full makeup. Nice. And 
Yeah. I actually have, I haven't dressed up in ages. And, but when I was in college, when I was at Bonaventure, I had a roommate who was short and I'm not short, I'm yeah. tall. And one year we went as the Jelly Green Giant and Sprout. Uh. <laughs> it was hilarious. And then um, another year I actually sewed a costume and I went as an orca whale. So I had this whole whale <laughs> costume. Wow. And when I was a senior in high school, because only seniors could dress up in our high school. And I don't know if that was different. So when you got to be a senior, you really went all yeah. out. So I said to my dad, I want to be an outhouse. So I made him get me like a refrigerator box. And then I put a little door in and I had a pair of his pants because he was a bigger guy that I had. I mean, I had clothes on underneath, but you couldn't yeah. tell. And I had his pants down around my ankles and I walked around. I got, I won most original costume. Yeah, that's really That's funny. my favorite. They actually said the only smokeless lav because I don't know. Oh. And in our high school, like people were smoking when I was and you, you weren't allowed to, yeah, but, but you did. Smoked in the bathrooms. Yeah. Now I then had to find what are the most inappropriate Halloween costumes. These are costumes. Don't ever do this. And whoever thought, you know what, maybe I'll try that. Dumb. Don't invite them to your party. So, and these are terrible. So please know I'm not advocating you do these. You will not be my friend and you should not listen to this podcast anymore. But apparently people dressed up as the Twin Towers. Are you serious with me? Yeah, that's... Or how about a Boston Marathon victim? What the actual hell? Yeah, that's just poor taste. Please don't dress up up like... tragedy. I... KKK. No, no. Yeah, don't do no, that. That's not a costume. So also be careful because if you dress up as a ghost, it might look yeah, like. That's, so yeah, that one's... Careful. Um, Hitler or a Nazi? No. Yeah, Bad idea. Awful. And any racial stereotypes. So if you're not Native American, don't go try and put on some weirdo faux headdress or something. Yeah. Or don't put blackface. Or don't be, you know, don't do anything like that. That's just crazy. So that's what I have... Um, for our podcast this week. And before we go, though, I do have to say this is the last podcast that Bryce is going to be producing and joining us for. Well, maybe not. We might have him back as a special guest if he wants to come back. But he's very busy studying and working. And it's very sad. It's very sad to see you go, but I understand it. And I'm so glad that you are part of this process and that you are He's now teaching me how to produce this, so God help us. Who knows what these podcasts are going to sound like from here on out. But thank you very much for for helping me get my podcast off the ground and for being such an integral an integral part of it for six months. Yeah, it's been a it's been a hell of a ride, and um, I'm happy to be a part of it and happy that we crossed paths here. And um, I think. I want to go back to being the executive producer for my music is what I And good for you. Is, you know? Good for you. So my mistake, listeners, was doing the episode on what should Bryce do for a living. <laughs> That's a joke. That's a, We joked about that. That's not even funny. No, I would never hold anybody back. No, you need to do what you need to do. And I've enjoyed uh, having you on the podcast and producing it. But I mean, this is it's not like I'm never going to see you again, for goodness sakes, because we've already made plans for other things yeah. that don't involve the podcast. So... Um, I want to thank everybody for listening and thank you to my producer, Bryce Murphy, who also recorded and uh, recorded the show music and who's been so involved with this project right from the beginning uh, the logo designed by Liam McGurl for more information and to access the data discussed on this week's episode, visit datadoyen.com. Also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. The links are on the website. And if you like this podcast, tell all your friends and materials are available on the website by Tuesday of the week of the same week ahead of the podcast. And this podcast is a production of Ratchet Boy Records for the last time. 
Oh, listen to Ratchet Salon on all streaming platforms everywhere you find music. This podcast is sponsored by Wild Mountain Botanicals, Tippy Homestead, the Sparkworks Studio, and Dog Nanny Originals. To sponsor, send me a message on the website. <laughs>